Hi, this is just a small disclaimer that this episode was recorded before the lockdown measures were introduced in the UK. We hope you enjoyed the episode and you're all staying safe. So today we have, as always, three guests, and we're really excited to talk to them. We're talking to Albert, Marie, both from Germany, both undergraduates, and Lorraine, who's from California. She's a, a divinity PhD, all of whom have interesting relationships with gap years, or lack thereof, perhaps. It's going to be very, very interesting, I think. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Definitely. it. Definitely. Hi, Morgan. Hello. What are we talking about today? Today we are here to discuss the very important topic of taking a gap year. Gap yes. year. <laughs> or a sabbatical that's year, as I'm, we call it sometimes. That's the only time I'm going to make that joke. Thank you. I'm gap very year. appreciative of that. I feel like Morgan has a very preconceived notion of what someone who takes a gap year is. And I don't think I fit into that category, but that's fine. Okay. Yeah, no, it's true. It's a good point because in Britain, there's a stereotype of what gap year is. Yeah. And that stereotype And who is, takes it. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. So... The gap year is basically, you've just done school, you're going to go to uni, but then you decide that you need to find out who you are on the inside, discover yourself. See, yeah, this is, I would like to point out, this is the stereotype Morgan is talking about, not actually yeah, no, the no, case. I'm not, I'm, no, I'm not saying this is actually what <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, it sometimes is that. It is, it is. But I'm just explaining the stereotype, which is yeah. that you go usually to Southeast Asia you buy some wavy trousers you know the ones and too many bracelets you get some bracelets <laughs> you may or may not ingest some naughty things, things things naughty things and then you come home and then your new person in, in reality it was kind of pointless <laughs> no because you did self-discovery right yeah whatever that yes. means mm. in my opinion there's like three categories of people who decide to take gap years there are the the first group which i'd call the people who really don't generally know what they want to do with their lives and they need a break from school to decide if they want to go to uni and if so like which degree they want to take and then we have the second category who is like oh i want to like take a break i might want to travel like either they have the finances for it already or they decide to do like six months where they you know work and then they go traveling so those are the people who want to like explore themselves in the world and just like have fun for a year and then there's the people who do it from a financial perspective and I think in Denmark, there's quite a lot of those where you work for a year or for six months or something and build up a savings account either to supplement you while you're at uni or, you know, because you want to have a savings. So when you're done with uni, so you can like buy a car or get an apartment or something like that. So it's a different goal in mind. And like, I'd say those are the general three categories. How many people in Denmark do gap years? 86%. That was a really specific answer. I wasn't expecting that. That's because I studied for this episode. <laughs> because okay, it's a lot of people. You treat it like it's a test. Honestly, it, but that that is a, a huge a lot, amount of people. And a lot of those, like I actually think it's the majority now, these days take more than one gap year. So it's very popular to do two gap years where you maybe like work for a whole year and then you travel for a whole year and then you start uni. I see what you're saying about the working and you know doing other things that aren't just the stereotypical. Yeah, yeah. But like, multi- or at least funding it yourself. Still, I feel like- mo- still multiple gap years is very strange to me. Yeah, <laughs> like, to, I don't- to you. <laughs> yes, I'm just close-minded, I guess. Just for reference, I did one gap year, and Morgan technically, I guess, to a certain extent, did half a gap year. Yeah, like, I, I don't know if you could really call it a gap year. Because I went to uni, then I decided I didn't like the uni, so I left. But then I just had to sort of wait <laughs> until, like, September yeah. before I could go to, go to actual uni again. Yeah. So... 
yeah, it was a gap year, but I didn't do any of that. You, you know I mean, interesting that you made that categorization. I don't fit into any of those categories. Yeah, no, but to be fair, I because I also I didn't really you didn't do a gap year by happening. choice. No, but like what would you have done if you had done a gap year by choice? Um, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't. You just wouldn't. <laughs> no, never. Not really. No, because why? Yeah, it's so much fun. Yeah, but I think a big part of doing a gap year is like you have to sort of prepare yourself for uni. Like if you leave school and you feel like yeah. you're not ready for uni and you just like mature and become a bit older and stuff like that, particularly if you're in Scotland and you finish uni and you could be 17, sorry, if you finish uh, school and you could be 17 or even yeah. you're know, 18 or I think the lowest, the lowest of the low is like 16, but that's obviously like quite Special. rare. Yeah. But yeah, no, I just, I feel like it's better just to like learn on the job, you know? And wow. by the job, I mean uni. Yeah. And you didn't, fit into the other categories of like maybe having to sustain yourself afterwards so you had to work to make it easier no also yeah. i think in the uk the financial <clears throat> logic of doing a gap year is not that much like because, it's not a reason people use. yeah because if you okay. get if you got a job after uni after school it would be like minimum wage yeah but minimum wage for full time like yeah you true can still no, build like up i get savings. that but like, like yeah, but yeah you build up savings and yeah. stuff but like i think if finance was a, a concern like financing uni yeah. was a concern for it you wouldn't be worth it you, no no yeah doing a gap year wouldn't be worth it yeah, yeah exactly what would be worth it for you would be to go to uni and have like a part-time job yeah which so i think that like that's why you get a lot less of that stuff and yeah. you get more more of the like having fun kind of yeah. thing yeah exactly but like i think uni's fun so i, do, I don't i don't need to put off going to uni <laughs> To you be know? fair, I did too. I just I I just, wanted yeah. to make the experience easier for myself, hence making money for a year and then having an easier time at uni and not having to ask my parents for money. Yeah, like yeah. I get it. If you think if if you're just going to uni just because like you want to have a good job, yeah. and you yourself are not super into studying, probably take a gap here. Albert, thank you very much for joining us. How are you doing today? I'm uh, doing great. Thank you for cool. having like me, just I guess. briefly introduce yourself? Yeah, sure. Uh, my name is Albert Bowen. Um, I'm a computing student, third year. And I think I'm here today to talk about my gap year. Yes. That's right. Wow. Absolutely. You got all the yes. information right there. <laughs> <laughs> How many gap years did you take? Uh, took one before I joined uni and then one, I guess, while I was at uni. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Between which years did you take uh, a gap year? After the first, so before the second. Okay, did you stay at the same uni in this process? Yes, there was. this was all here in Aberdeen. Oh, nice. Well, yeah. okay. nice. And what did you do the first time around? First time around, uh, so this was after I finished high school. Um, I took a year off to work and save money for a big trip to Southeast Asia. Uh, and then I spent three and a half months in Southeast Asia, came back and started studying, I guess. Very classic gap year experience, yeah. I'd say. Yeah. yeah, why did you choose to do that? You mean traveling? Right, yeah. Like, take a year out, travel, everything. Um, I felt like I wanted to take a year off after high school yeah. to, I don't know, have a break from studying. Like recuperate, you know, yeah. have a life. I guess. Um, <laughs> some of the things are difficult to feel now in hindsight. Uh, but back then, I felt like I needed a break. <laughs> and um, so I definitely wanted to travel because having a year of doing nothing kind of seems pointless. Um, so I saved up for the big trip. I guess working was more of a necessity than really me wanting. It was like a means to an end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So the working was to finance the, the yes, trip. Yeah. Yes. And how about the second year? Yeah, right. So um, I originally started studying geography 
And after a year of doing that, I discovered I'm both not great at it and also not really enjoying it. Um, so I was looking for something else and found computing science, which I did a couple of courses for during first year. But then there was a big thing back then about where I thought that university might not be the right approach for me to get into computer science because computer science is really easy to study on your own. So yeah. you can study at home or somewhere else um, by the internet, basically. So I thought maybe I should give that a try. And I moved, quote unquote, to Vietnam for that time. <laughs> so I sp spent a couple of months in Vietnam to study my uh, study software on my own. And um, the, the end goal back then was to start like my own freelance software business, I guess. Okay. Wow. Um, yeah, but I'm, I'm back here, so it didn't really work <laughs> out. There's a couple of things that went wrong, both from my skill side and also in terms of legislation in Vietnam. Vietnam doesn't make it very easy for foreigners to start okay. businesses. And um, I also discovered that I need more training. And okay. um, university, I guess, is a good endorsement to have to show people that you actually know some things mm. no that's quite interesting so were you able to just like pick up where you left off yes when you came back okay yeah. very nice nice cool, cool. that's quite nice yeah how about um you you mentioned you went on a trip in mm -hmm. your first gap year did yes. you bring your friends and stuff because it's quite normal in germany right to do gap years uh yeah it's traveling. quite normal a lot of people do it i'd say maybe like 40 percent of our year went straight into uni and the yeah. rest took a year off so the majority really and um Southeast Asia is also a very common yeah, uh, destination. Yeah. I think that's because it's cheap and safe and easy to travel when it's your first big trip. And uh, I brought my girlfriend along, so we spent the time together, but no, no friends were involved. Nice. What did your family have to say about you just, like, chilling for a year, basically? Uh, they thought it was a really good idea. Nice. <laughs> yeah, that's what I say. So, yeah, it's a pretty encouraging, like, culture. Of, yeah. of, of going and taking a year out, yeah. Absolutely. Um, I didn't have any sort of resistance against yeah. it. Yeah. I was 19 when I did the traveling thing. Yeah. So I guess it was old enough. Did you want to be older by the time you started university? Uh, no, quite the contrary. Okay. Oh. Interesting. <laughs> oh. Okay. Tell Is us. there like a culture of hurrying people through the education system in Germany? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, really? um, I mean, at least... Uh, implicitly not okay. it's not communicated to us that way but um it's an achievement to be done as soon as possible really oh that's quite say so. interesting okay interesting i yeah. have friends who were like pushed into doing a master's because they their employers weren't sure that they were old enough so they were like you have to do a master's just so oh, you can I be see. older before we actually employ you like mm -hmm. that okay interesting so it's quite a different approach i'd say mm. i guess wow. it really depends where you are yeah. and yeah, what kind of field you're going into yeah. Yeah, I think Britain's a lot more like Germany where it's young. young yeah, blood. yeah, you, yeah, you arrive at uni and you're usually still a teenager. I think that's probably most common, yeah. Yeah. Did you feel as though when you got to uni that you had somehow sort of that you had got something out of your gap year? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um well, he obviously didn't figure out what he wanted to do with his life. <laughs> <laughs> Not really, no. I I needed a second round for that. And um well, I felt like a lot of people, especially from uh, British high schools, they they lacked some sort of experience in being autonomous people. Yes, and um, they a lot of them. I felt like they needed to get something out of their system that they weren't able to get rid of before they joined uni. Um, whereas I felt like that was done along the way during that year. So you, you don't think that just happened with the cultural differences of being brought up in Germany versus Britain? No, I thought. 
that year was, was very important. Yeah. Okay. So do you think if you had gone straight to university, you perhaps would have been in a similar situation as those British kids that you were meeting? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think there's also maybe, like, I, people here, when they join uni, I feel like a lot of them do partying and drinking 24-7, yeah. like, all yeah. the time. And uh, we did that during high school. And so... I didn't feel like there was a need for it uh, when I joined UD. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. So you felt like you were maybe like a little bit already over that, so you were ready to crack maybe, on. Maybe, yeah, but that sounds kind of edgy. So. But it's fine. Like We've talked about this before on the podcast, especially when we talked about moving away from home, whereas I felt like, and often our like continental European people, mm-hmm. felt like there was a lot more independence encouraged early on in continental Europe than Britain. Yeah. So we've talked about that mm. quite often. No, I think that's totally right. Like... I think certainly when I went to uni, started uni, I was definitely still like a kid. Well, I wasn't technically, but like, <laughs> I think that's most people, yeah. Yeah, it's just interesting. How did you uh, you find like getting back into the swing of studying again then after taking a year away from that lifestyle? It was lifestyle? fine uh, it was because, fine. well, okay, so I discovered that uh, the Vietnam thing wasn't going to happen like early 2018, that was, where yeah. I took from fall 2017 off. And so I did a six-month internship um were just i guess worked a regular job and so university in comparison is even not even that much of a work. <laughs> <laughs> it, nice uh, especially mm. university in scotland where you have a little bit more breathing yeah, absolutely. Room, yeah. yeah. because they stretch it to four years exactly <laughs> exactly yeah how, how is the four-year thing given that you'd you had taken you know a couple gap years did you think that maybe the pace could be a little bit higher for you yeah um, yeah. That was one of the main reasons why I wanted to take the second year gap year in the first place because I felt like the pace was slow and sluggish here, yeah. and I could get more things done on my own. Interesting. How old are you going to be when you graduate then? Uh, too old. Uh, <laughs> I think twenty-four. Oh, same. That's not bad. Yeah, yeah. it's all right. It's fine. Manageable. We tell ourselves that. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm still younger than most of my friends in uni at Denmark. Really? So, yeah, yeah. So when I get home, I'll be like a youngster. It'll oh, be wow. great. Yeah. Was there any like thought in your mind ever to do what ca- what a lot of Danish people do, which is take more than one in a row? Or did you think when you came to like that September time, you're like, okay, enough of this? Um, I think that was restricted because I applied to this university yeah. by UCAS, I think it's called. Yeah, yeah. And then I had an offer for September that year. I didn't even look up whether it's possible to delay it. Yeah. Um, so that was just always yeah. a constant in my plans, I guess. Can you defer, like, once you got, get accepted into uni here? Because a lot of people at home do that. I think um, so. Yeah, I think it varies. Yeah, I think you do have to talk to the uni, though. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And then see if they'll take you in the next year. Hmm. I know that, yeah, when you apply, you can have a deferred application. But that you have to make that decision at, like, the application stage, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever noticed the like age gap between you and your comment? Like, what's that called? Compatriot, you're, you're, no, no, not compatriots. That's <laughs> wrong. Um, you and your others. Peers, peers. peers you and your yeah. peers. There you, go. Um, you mean here in my yeah, course? Yeah, exactly. Maybe a little bit, um, but nothing major noticeable. Like it hasn't ruined your experience completely? No, absolutely Great. not. No. No. You don't feel out of touch like <laughs> no. these are young kids yeah. running around. Like, oh my God, what is FOMO? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, not really. I, I think it's fine. Nice. Then again, computing science people also tend to stick to their own, so maybe it was a lack of one on one contact. Do you think maybe some of your computing science peers might have benefited from a bit of self discovery? <laughs> not to take, you know, a, too much of a dig, but uh, potentially, oh, wow. yes. Yeah. Depends on the individual case. Wow, that's some shade, I feel like. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm just asking. You know? <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. Do you have any advice to people who are like considering doing a gap year or anything? Like in mm. best respect? I think it's important to have... <laughs> you butchered that word. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. It, no worries. I think it's important to have some sort of plan, a rough plan, mm. because... I see some people now in my brother's year who also are taking gap years and they go into it without having any plan whatsoever and thinking to themselves, they, they'll figure it out as they go, which I think is very risky because you may end up just doing nothing for mm -hmm. nine months and yeah. then just, the time has flown by and nothing really happened. Whereas if you have like key dates where this needs to be done by then, I think that gives you some sort of structure to operate in. Yeah. So going into it, you did you have your job locked down or? It was uh, like multiple different jobs that always only lasted for just a week or a single day. Okay. Uh, okay. What, what is that called here? Like that's a big thing of gap year people do in Denmark yeah. at least. Like, what? Like, you're like basically a substitute for any company that wants you. I, yeah. don't, I honestly don't think that, I don't think that exists in Britain. We have like Britain. big recruitment companies that like basically live off of gap year people. And then a company <laughs> can just call and be like, oh, we need a person to pack whatever for two weeks can we get someone and then they just like send in a gap year student i genuinely i mean maybe i'm just i've never heard of it but <laughs> i don't think that exists actually oh, in britain that's quite interesting it's a very big thing in germany really just yeah. student jobs in general where you get to work for just a single day so is that like a big thing for you that there's like a certainty that this system existed that you knew that you would be able to yeah absolutely to work continuously i, I feel in general like getting a s job here as a student is much harder than in germany okay but then maybe anecdotal, I don't know. Are you happy with the way your, your gap years are worked out? Is there <laughs> yeah, anything you've done differently? Um, no, I don't think so. Um, in general, like especially about the second gap year, I sometimes feel like I'd rather have that year in uni than um, okay. having to do an extra year yeah. of uni and finish sooner. But then again, I think the experiences I've had were quite instrumental in shaping me to who I am today. Yeah. So How overall, profound. I think I'm quite happy. Good for you. Yeah. yeah that's brilliant. <laughs> nice. Thank Was you it? so much. Yeah. No Cheers. worries. Thanks so much. Yeah. Albert from Germany. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Fabulous man. Definitely. That was fun. <laughs> yeah, the first one was very traditional. I, like, I, it was what I think of a gap year if someone would just make me describe it. Do you know what I love, though? He just, like, smashed up your categories. What do you mean? No, no, no. That yeah, was a yeah, part of did. it. I no, said, no, no, when no. I said people who go traveling... That was a category. And then I said, often they work for six months and then they go traveling afterwards. So they pay, fund their own travels. I said that. We can go back and listen to the recording. Okay. Yeah, you yeah. may actually be right about that. So he falls into that category. But, like, that's perfectly and fine. He, yeah. And he also falls into the category of, like, taking some time out to figure out what he wants to do. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, interesting. He had an experience that was kind of similar to both of us because he worked like you. Yeah. But then he also... Well, none of us traveled. Well, yeah, neither of us traveled. That's a good point. That's not true. I traveled to England. I technically went to Gran Canaria on like a little family vacation, but I feel like that doesn't count. Um, but then he also took some time out to like reassess yeah. and figure out what, what he wants to do. What and things. Was and he almost had like a forced gap, just like you did after you decided yeah. to draw, drop out, like after he dropped his idea of yeah. starting a company in Vietnam. But I think what he said about like um, having a plan, I think that's a really good point. A man with a plan. Yeah, he, he is a man with a plan. Um because I think, like you asked me before, if I would take a gap year. Yeah. And I, I probably wouldn't because I don't like that kind of just like structureless, like just do whatever you want kind of thing. So I would just sit and play mm. video games. Like mine was definitely not structureless just because I, I had a full time job that yeah. was very structured. 
but I do wish I'd been more disciplined about saving money because that was my goal. And I could have definitely gotten way more out of it. And I could have also done a little trip or something. But I also just really needed a breather, I think. But then you also got really bored. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. By the time that I was like, I, I never hated my job, but like I was over it and ready to go to uni. So I didn't ever have to work at a fast food restaurant again. Like by the time you're done, you're ready for Which it. Which is a formative yeah. experience in its own right. Honestly, I think it was quite good for me. Definitely. You really value your education now. Yeah. And I was more excited to go start than I would have been if I'd just gone straight away. So I yeah. think I got more out of the experience that way. Yeah. Hi, Marie. Hello. Thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. No worries, no worries. I'm glad to be here. Do you want to just introduce yourself? Hello, I'm Marie. I'm a first year in genetics. And yeah, I've been here for two years though, because I did a different major before and have now switched. And you had to start all over? Yes. Wow. Yeah, I did English, so I had to switch schools so they don't let you transfer credits. Uh, yeah. And wow. before that, you were on a gap year. And I did two gap years, actually, two. yes. Yes, um, finally. I'm lucky. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, I did two gap years before. So for the first year, I volunteered in the UK, um, which is kind of why I like knew my way around um, the UK a little bit. I'd never been to Scotland, but I stayed in England and Wales for um, first four months in England and then four months in Wales. And after I did like a world trip. Wow, wow you yeah. really did a lot of things. Yes. Mm. <laughs> what role volunteering did you do in the UK? Um, I, I went with an organization called Woofing. It's basically you get free food and accommodation and you work five hours a day, five days a week, and you can just look up hosts. So for the first, um, stay I did in England near London, I worked on a garden estate and I basically just did like five hours of weeding and, oh, okay, yeah, basically just landscape managing. And then for the next four months I did in Wales, I did a horse retreat, so I had to take care of horses and ride them, and nice, yeah, it was really good. Mm. Yeah. So when you finished high school, what was your sort of thought process with regards to what you should do next? So I actually started uni because I was under the impression that I should go to university because everyone else was doing it, and then after a while, I realized one. I, I studied in Germany first, where I'm from for three months and then I realized I don't really enjoy this like I want to see more before I start studying so yeah I signed up first for this volunteering thing because I wanted to stay closer to home and then yeah I really got into traveling but basically then just went for the whole world exactly <laughs> yeah so basically it just felt like I still have time I was really young I was only 18 so I, just, I can start at 20 or whenever yeah so yeah. you didn't feel like an age pressure to be young when you were done with your degree or anything no I mean my parents definitely said I should you know, think about my career and think, oh, it's better if you start a job at 24 than at 30. Um, but I just felt like that was postponing it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So, so you were at uni and then you, you left? Yes. Yeah, I okay. was there That's for three the exact months. same as me. Really? Yeah. yeah I, went were to, you? I, went, I went to uni in Holland for a little bit and then I realized it was not for me. So I left as well and then yeah. came here. It's amazing when you actually leave rather than... I think so many people are unhappy at uni and then just kind of stay. Yeah. And they're like, what degree am I even doing? Do I like this degree? And then I think it's just waste of time. Yeah. Mm. yeah. But you, you studied English for two years before you went into... And I did also a year of English. A year, a whole in year. In Aberdeen here, yes. Okay, okay. And then realized I'm not liking this either. <laughs> and I thought, oh, well, I changed it to something that I really enjoy, which is biology. And so I... Yeah, just decided to go for the harder one. And what did you study in Germany? 
um, journalism. <laughs> it's all a big wow. Yes. Well, I guess you needed the time to figure out what you wanted. To yeah, do. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's so weird. You could have been done with like journalism by now. by now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. I could. I have friends now who are doing their masters or they're done. They already have their yeah. jobs, and I'm just here. But like, would it have helped you if you didn't want to work in that the field anyway? Probably not. You know. Yeah. Was there anything else apart from just what you were studying that made you decide like, okay, this is not the right time for me? Do you think you were like prepared for uni in general when you went the first time around? I definitely had great friends at the uni I was at in mm-hmm. Germany. So I was leaving a very good social environment. I did have some troubles with some people there, which didn't like help me to stay. It rather helped me to leave. Um, but I think I would have been ready for uni in the sense that I was re- I really wanted to study something and learn, but I just didn't feel ready to settle down for so long in one place. Yeah. 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 And living alone? That's never been a problem. I'm quite happy to be mm. alone most of yeah. the time. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I'm assuming you also moved away for uni in Germany, didn't you? Or did you stay at home with your parents? No, no. I was, But I was only an hour and a half by train away. Oh, okay. So now it's completely different. Yeah. How about your friends in Germany? Did most of them go gap year or just straight to uni? I think it's a big German trend that um, <coughs> most of my friends have been either away during school. So most of us have done like an exchange year where you go, you know. Same. Yes, me too. Yes, went to America. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, the classic. Um, no, most of my friends have done like world trips or done some sort of extreme traveling yeah. thing, which I think here most people or more people don't do. Exactly. Yeah, they can't yeah. even conceive of the idea of like doing a gap year in the middle of it all. Like, yeah. 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 I, I, I find that quite strange. <laughs> we just have yeah. it built into a school system. Yeah. yeah I know. <laughs> it's amazing. So did you think that was really like, because you'd had these previous experiences when you were at school that like, yeah, you were ready to go, go straight to uni? Because I know that... Exactly. Well, yeah. That was me. Yeah. yeah. I had this, I justified it by saying, oh, I've been to America for a year. I've seen everything. I can speak English now, you know, now it's time to go to uni. Yeah. So you didn't have yeah. that stereotypical need to go to Vietnam and discover yourself. and Exactly. I went to Australia for a while, which is like <laughs> even worse. Um, <laughs> to be fair, yeah. I feel like you're not describing it as much as like wanting to discover yourself, but like what you wanted to do with your life. Exactly. Is, I think, yeah. yeah. I just thought, you know, Australia, New Zealand, which everyone does yeah. at some point with their friends, or alone i just thought you know if you're gonna fly for that far might as well do it like i wanted to see those places and at the time what also really strongly influenced me was i had a boyfriend in australia (laughs) so that was one of the reasons why i actually started the long trip and so it was totally natural to go there and see it for myself Yeah. yeah i feel like it motivates a lot of people that they have like friends or boyfriends or like friends of friends who are in these places and they're like oh i have like some amount of security and it's normal yeah and in school like in high school my best friend he basically organized this world trip for 10 months where he just he had nothing really booked or planned he just kind of went along with it and that really inspired me to do it myself Mm -hmm. because i I just saw how he could just manage to do that with no support and he Mm -hmm. was so happy and i just thought i can do that as well yeah how planned out were your gap years because that we were seeing someone previously and he said for him maybe it's just because he's a computing science student he just thinks this way you're gonna say because he was german (laughs) no 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 yeah i mean yeah germans yeah we are pretty planned out (laughs) no i had mine very planned out as well sadly i mean i'd love to be more spontaneous but 
when I'm being spontaneous, I want to have like some sort of plan <laughs> where I'm going, you know, so, like I would have yeah. never just booked flights as I'm in the, the country thinking, where do I go next? I had everything planned with the dates and yeah. Mm. Nice. And that was beneficial to you. Definitely. Yeah. I need some sort of structure. Otherwise I go crazy. Yeah. How was financing all of this? How did that work for you? Um, so I'm not going to lie. I was funded f for some part by my parents. Yeah. So I was fortunate enough to get some money from them. I also worked at an ice cream shop for a year before, um, along with my like final year at high school. And I also, after my first gap year, had like four months where I was at home. And in that time I worked... Okay. Um, yeah, so I, I definitely had jobs, but I also had support from my family. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And how, how do you feel being at uni and now you're first year again and you're probably a bit older than everyone? It's, it's very hard. It's, yeah. I think there's this thing that you feel where you just think, oh, I'm so much more mature than everyone else. But you don't really want to say that because that sounds like you're just trying to be something amazing. But I just realize often how young most people are in freshers they're like yeah. 17 18 yeah and that's nothing bad and people have probably experienced a lot of great things it's just you don't connect as much with people when they're so much younger than you and they also have such different priorities and yeah it can be pretty difficult i usually get along really well with like third and fourth years which are all <laughs> leaving now you. exactly yeah. yeah so like in my own degree it's pretty hard yeah but you yeah. wouldn't even be that much older than your peers in Germany, would you? Because those, no. like a lot of people do get exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's mainly like a, us coming here. That's exactly. the issue. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> do, you, do you see these younger, like teenagers at uni in first year? And do you think that perhaps they might benefit from taking a bit of time first and trying to figure out what they're doing? Definitely. Because I, I see in Scotland specifically that there's so many people that just stay in this one city or they move from Edinburgh to Aberdeen, but they never really go further. Yeah. yeah. And that's really nice if you have your strong core friends in your lectures and everything, but you never really have seen anything new and you're not really open to meeting new people like you you should be. And I just think... Like it's a very safe, yeah. secluded world. Exactly, almost. exactly. And you're just constantly... Like it's nice constantly going home to your parents and everything, but it's also really nice if you maybe just try something new. Yeah. yeah. Do you think they're maybe not leaving the nest exactly. enough? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I think they wouldn't be the first ones to sign up to maybe like crazy adventure trips that uni suggests. It's usually Erasmus people or, you know, foreigners that sign up to these things and are like, oh, yeah, they're I'll not try even marketed towards British people. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like Viva trips and stuff like exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. No one goes to those. It's like they haven't <laughs> even seen their own country. It's really, yeah. Yeah, you don't often hear those crazy stories from mm -hmm. Scottish people, but I'm sure there's exceptions, of course. It's just. Do you think yeah. you're more equipped then to get like more out of your university experience and the actual studying part of it? I think it's often probably more easy for people that have stayed here to get more out of uni because I think they, you know, they already have the strong core of friends. So they just... They can just focus on the study? They focus on the study and on partying and everything. Mm -hmm. And I can definitely, I'm definitely more open to things, but I often think it's harder for me to like find a sort of like group that i can cling on to and be like oh let's do everything together yeah you know but i think yeah i'm definitely more open to trying new things at university yeah mm. yeah do you yeah. think it also made you more open to switch degrees and actually like take that leap and drop the whole year you've done in english yes definitely yeah because yeah. yeah. like i said i think a lot of people are unhappy in their degrees i often heard people say what am i even doing i don't know and, and i just felt like it. that and i didn't want to feel like that for the next three years yeah <laughs> then 
Yeah. yeah, I felt the exact same. Yeah. And I think it's quite it's quite a bold thing to do to say, no, let's yeah. I'm going to start again. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think it's the easier option, the worse option, but the easier option to just try and be like, okay. Live with your decision yeah. almost. Yeah, yeah, almost, yeah. 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 Sleep in the bed you've made kind of thing. <clears throat> exactly. Definitely. Do you have anything like advice for someone planning a gap year? Like what what would you say? I think maybe don't plan it as much as I had because, you know... <laughs> Very conflicting advice we're getting here. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I mean, plan it, but not too much because you're going to meet people you never thought you'd meet and you're going to have these opportunities because people will be like, come along to this or join me on this trip. And if you have everything booked, you can't just be like, oh, I'll stay another week here. So I think you should give yourself a lot of room to just try new things. Yeah. Nice. So a plan, but with a little bit of spontaneity on the side. And maybe have some flights that aren't booked that you can just kind of book yeah last minute but then again it gets so much more expensive if you're just like oh yeah book it for tomorrow (laughs) are you happy with where you've ended up now yes (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's pretty scary for me it feels very trapped to be at uh, one place for three years because i don't know i just feel often like oh my god the next year i'm still going to be here you know yeah and Erasmus sounds really nice, but then there's the thing again with leaving the people you met and then coming back to here. Mm. So I'm definitely happy with my degree and everything, but I'm often like, what comes after this? Because what am I doing here? Yeah. If I don't even maybe want a real job? Yeah, it's yeah, because you've seen what's out there and you just think, oh, there's so much more I could do. So you're happy <laughs> you had like a couple of years too. Yeah. Yeah, get away from it. Yeah, and I, yeah. I mean, my parents really said you know, you will finish this because <laughs> at least finish something. And then afterwards yeah. you can always just be like, Oh, now I'll start doing this crazy thing. Yeah. But at least I'll have something that says I did a degree. Absolutely. Yeah. Nice. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much, Marie. No worries. It's lovely talking to you. No Cheers, worries. Thanks very much. You too. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. Very different perspective on the whole gap year situation. Yeah. Probably yeah. closer to my experience. I think I, yeah. I get that. I thought it was interesting that she didn't even, like, plan to do it at all. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. I think that's how it is for a lot of people, that it's, the gap year is almost like the contingency plan. Yeah. Where, like... Like, if it doesn't work out... Yeah, you want whatever it is, plan A to work, but sometimes plan A doesn't work. But the problem is, if you only have a plan A and you have no plan B, then you get stuck in that situation that she was describing, which was, like, people stuck in degrees they hate. I definitely think that's the the thought in countries where gap years aren't the norm whereas i feel like in a lot of countries the gap year is plan a yeah that's, i think that's a, yeah. i think that's very true welcome well thank you lorraine thank you so much for joining us yes lorraine williams i'm from america i was just gonna ask you to <laughs> introduce yourself and this is perfect <laughs> wow. what are you doing in aberdeen then um so i am a phd student yeah and divinity I'm doing a PhD in um, disability and theology. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't know that was like a, a thing you could do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That so That's cool. why I'm over here and not in the States. I couldn't find a program that really fit oh, okay. what I wanted to do. So yeah. um have some really cool teachers. Uh, when I was at Azusa Pacific Seminary, uh, one of my professors, Dr. Brian Luojo, oh. was a student here. And he suggested that I come, and I was like, oh, I can't do that all the way, to, <laughs> all the way to Scotland. It's I can't so do cold. that. You're so cold. I'm from California. <laughs> that is wow. Yeah. Wow. So, um, but um, with some encouragement, and then I met Dr. Brian Brock. Yeah. He came over for a um, 
what do they have? It's called Theology and Disability Seminary. I mean, um, seminar. Yeah. And uh, and they sold you on it. They sold me on it. I was like, Aberdeen, here I come. So, wow. how have you been finding it so far? Um, the how long, people, so how long have you been here? So I've been here since October. Okay. Oh, okay. That's yeah, nice. I started as a distance student and then transitioned. Okay. And so I live on campus, which is kind of a great transition. <laughs> Being that I'm an older student, I'm, yeah. I, I don't want to say older. I'm a more seasoned, a seasoned student. student. Yes, a mature student, as mature we call them. Mature yes. student, exactly. Gosh. So I still have my home in California. Okay, nice. Um, but I have gone from a two-bedroom townhouse, two-car garage, to a small one-room dorm with a sink in it, at and, a, least. and a single bed. I and a single bed, yes, right? Yeah. Um, but it's great. Yeah. It, it's been good. Uh, been. The people have been great. And uh, yeah. So we we're just uh, talking about gap years. So if you want to maybe explain your education history and mm. the gaps within it, okay. that makes sense. So now, as I said to you before I, I, I got online uh, or before we started the interview, I have taken gap years. Yeah. But my gap years were gap years. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Um, I do believe in gap years. Yeah. I think they're necessary for some students. Okay, yeah. Um, for me, mine was more about finances. Okay, yeah. So if you don't have the finances, a lot of time you are forced to take a gap year. Um, but for other students, sometimes I don't think their head is in the right space. Mm. They've been in school practically all their lives. Yeah. And I think it's just good to kind of get out and work maybe a little bit. If you have the finances to travel, see parts of the world, Definitely. you know, and, and it also can help you kind of get your mind in the in the right direction of what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Because so often students come in thinking that they want to do one thing and then they get into it and realize by the second, third year that that's not what they want to do. So now you've essentially taken a gap year, but in school. Yeah, and you spend <laughs> money on it. And spend money on it, exactly. Yeah, so sometimes I think it's just best to just kind of feel your way through it yeah. and then say, okay, I think I know. To actually sit on it before you start. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm for gap years. What I'm not for are for students getting um, a job that pays to them well. You know, and uh, so they get stuck in yeah, that. They yeah, get stuck yeah. in that uh, cycle. The, the money, then they get in debt. They get a car. They yeah. get, a, you know, they and get then a you flat. have too many expenses to become a student again. Right, exactly. Yeah. And then it becomes hard. It yeah. becomes much harder to to transition back into being a full time student. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. So, um, yeah, I'm for it as long mm-hmm. as you are very mindful of what the end goal is, and the mm-hmm. end goal is to obviously. You know, yeah. come back. back to school. Yeah, absolutely. Do you think you <laughs> well, need a, if that's yeah. for you, yeah. yeah. Do you think you need a plan? We were speaking to someone before, and they, he, he was German, so very stereotypically, <laughs> he liked things to be set out for him. So he had a very um, sort of planned out gap here. Yes, I do believe that you do need to to plan things out, yeah. um, so that you know what your end result is going to be. Yeah, because if you're just floundering, then you're going to mess yourself up. But if you have a plan and say, okay, I'm going to, you know. I'm going to take off one year, and in that year, I am going to go to various places, or I'm going to visit different organizations, or even possibly do like um, somewhat of an intern. Like if you want to become a nurse, then see if you can volunteer at a hospital. 
you know, just to kind of get you. See if it's for you. Yeah, see if it's for you. You might have a passion for it, but then realize, I don't actually want to be a nurse. I might want to be someone who does research and trying to find a cure for disease rather than actually um, be with patients. And that way you kind of have an idea of what you really want to do. Because that's my thing. You have to know what you want to do because school is not cheap. It is expensive yeah. in the States. Yes, in it depends on where you're coming from, <laughs> yes, definitely. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I oh, that's interesting. That. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Back when you were an undergraduate, did you see a lot of people who had that kind of directionless? Perhaps they were doing things that they were doubting whether or not that was actually right for them. And you could have perhaps thought, well, actually, maybe you should have taken some time out to figure out what yeah, you're doing. Of course. Yeah. I think we see a lot of them every yeah, day. Yeah. Every day. Because the thought is finish high school. Yeah. Go to college yeah. immediately. And for some of my classmates, that just was not for them. And for some of them, school is not for them at all. Mm. Um, I have a friend who is an entrepreneur and he's done well with his company. School was just not for him. I do suggest that you take classes, though. That doesn't necessarily mean you have to go and get a degree. But if you're into business, then you might want to take a few business courses to help guide you along the way. I'm I'm definitely an advocate for education. I used to be a sixth grade teacher. Aww. So that's the teacher in me. <laughs> <laughs> so I do believe in educating yourself. Yeah. Whatever that may be. Like I said, whether it be volunteering, yeah. um, you might want to be a disc jockey, you know. So <laughs> I was wondering, yes. coming back to university and to studying a bit later and actually taking quite a few gap years, you didn't find it difficult because, you know, you build up responsibilities during those gap years. So, for example, you get a car or you get rent or you get like a mortgage you have to pay off that might stop you from actually going back. Yes, that was a deal. So for my undergrad, uh, it took me, oh, goodness, 13 years, 13 years off and on working, you know, working one semester, going the next semester, not working, you know, all these different things that happened because I just didn't have the funds. Yeah. Um, And then I was so glad everyone. I'm a first uh, generation graduate also. So for those of you who may not have can't tell in my voice I'm African American and so that's a big deal in my family and in my culture to be the first one to get a degree yeah and so it was very instilled into me by my grandmother. She only had a sixth grade education, so she pushed it. And then you were a sixth grade teacher. Yeah, and then I became oh, a sixth grade teacher. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Then when I got ready to go into my master's, um, I was very intentional. Yeah. And so I went straight through. Because I, 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 how long I does that I, take in America? Two years. In, in the United States, two. I did it really kind of in a year and a half. Okay, I was on a okay. fast track kind of thing. Nice. Um, but it in in total two years. And it was great, a um, lot of hard work. But then I was in the mind space of that this is what I want to do. I know what I want to do. I'm open to any and everything. I, I want to learn. My my brain was like a sponge yeah. because I, I knew what I wanted to do and I wanted to get all the information that I could. Then um, from that point to the Ph.D., I kept looking for um, programs that would match and mesh with me. Now, I'm not saying that there are none in the United States, but there were none that I came across. Now, to get to your question, (laughs) the funny story about me was that when I went to Azusa Pacific, I said, okay, well, I'll get a doctorate of ministry, a DMIN is what they call it. But that's not what I wanted. I wanted a PhD. Yeah. 
And when I met Dr. Brian Uloyo, who, like I said, was a student here, and he said, you can go. I was like, no, I can't. I have a house. I have yeah. older parents. And I, how, how am I going to do that? You know, how, yeah, practically. How, yeah. How yeah. am I going to have two households? Because I'm not going to give up my home in California. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so um, my dad got sick. He lived in Atlanta. And so I'm an interpreter for the deaf. And so with my job, because I'm certified, I can work anywhere in the United States or anywhere in the world if they need a, a American Sign Language interpreter. Okay, yeah. And so when I went to Atlanta, I was able to get on with an agency and work. And I was so I was able to get money to pay for my home in Los Angeles. Even though then, you weren't there yet. Even though, yeah, even though I was in Atlanta. And then, sadly, my dad died, but they were paying me so well that I stayed on. I ended up getting a roommate. And then, before I knew it, I was living in Atlanta and still had my home in Los Angeles. Oh, and then and a light yeah. bulb came on. In which case, yeah. you might if as well you be can, <laughs> yeah. If you can do it in yeah. Atlanta and California, you can do it in Aberdeen. You just um, don't get to go home as often, but true. you can. It is doable. Yeah. And so once I saw that I could do it, then I was all gung ho. I was like, "Well, let me let me go where the great theologians of disability right. and and you know theology are, yeah. and sit up under their feet and really get the knowledge that I want." And ta da, here I am. Wow. Who knew? So that kind of yearning for the knowledge that really pushed you to go a very far away from where you originally were. Yes. But it was like the baby steps, right? Yeah, uh, it was like forced gap years almost. It yeah. wasn't by choice. Yes, yeah. exactly. But then also, I still was kind of in school for Azusa. Like I was telling you, I was in yeah. seminary. So I kind of was, but then finished. And then I did have that gap year. I did have a mm. year before I actually came to Aberdeen. And it helped me get in a very good space as far as the organizing thing, right? Yeah. yeah. How am I going to do it? Moving to a different country. Moving to a different yeah. country. What does that look like? How do I have people come to my home so that there's movement in my house and no one wants to, you know, yeah, break in or something like that? <laughs> yeah. it, it's all this planning. That's why, again, I say that organi- organizing is very important when you are diligent in doing something like, you know, going yeah, to school definitely. and getting your degree you have to want it but you have to be mindful of how you're going to do it yeah yeah wow what did you think? that was such an interesting perspective because <laughs> yeah. the ones we've been talking to so far were young germans who decided to like take a yeah, year out undergraduates yeah to go travel and like experience things but they didn't necessarily have to also because the financials weren't a hindrance to any extent Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of going to uni, so mm-hmm. it's quite an interesting perspective. Yeah. yeah. So you have someone who has the means, and then someone who doesn't have the means, but yet the they're kind of the same, mm-hmm. right? They're mm-hmm. parallel in in, in kind of in their yeah. thinking. Definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah. If you could give one piece of advice to someone who is perhaps maybe they've just left high school and they're trying mm-hmm. to figure out what to do, what would you say to them? In terms of major, what they want to do as far as their major, well, yeah. or, life. Or, yeah. or in terms of their life, life. Yeah. yeah. Oh, be focused. Definitely be focused on the things that are important to you. So I learned a long time ago that if you would do something without getting paid for, that's probably your passion, right? And that's what I do. I'm I'm an interpreter for the deaf. I do it for my church. Unfortunately, I can't do it here because they use BSL, British Sign Language. (laughs) But I love it. Right. And so I was doing it for the church and then I started getting paid for it. And now here I am 
working towards a PhD because that's my passion. So my thing is first find your passion and then whatever your passion is, it will come back to you. You may not think so because I I didn't think that I would get the kind of um, money that I get for interpreting. I, I had no idea. And then I realized, oh, wow, this There's is opportunity. a little lucrative job here. <laughs> I like it, right? And, and so my, that's my thing, though. Whatever your passion is, yeah. you know, if it's working with animals, then nine times out of ten, you'd probably be a good vet or something thereof, right? Mm-hmm. So find your passion and then move forward in that direction. Get a plan, a one-year plan, a five-year plan, ten-year plan. And plan it out and then work your plan. Because if you work yeah. your plan, your plan will work for you. Nice. Thank you so much Amazing. for coming on. And oh, those sure. very, yeah, very intelligent very words. Oh, great. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Of course. Who knew? <laughs> and that was Lorraine. So insightful. Honestly. Amazing. And you wouldn't you wouldn't expect anything less from a divinity PhD student. You definitely would not. And then from California. And she was so welcoming and nice. It was, she was so it was really perfect. Me, yeah. Especially the financial aspect, because that's not something we've encountered because we've been interviewing people who had the finances to go to uni as fast and yeah, absolutely. as they wanted to. No, you're right. Like yeah. we so often I'm just the nature of who we know and who we can talk to. And where it's, we're from, yeah. And where we're from. It's often like middle class, like or West, uni's West, free western european or yeah. european students and you know to get that perspective like what she was saying from california first generation graduate yeah it's a whole other ball game essentially yeah especially yeah. just because of the state circumstances too yeah exactly yeah. yeah it's very interesting but yeah no that was that was really great i think she makes a very good point which is that you do need to plan but from what she was saying i would imagine within that plan you also do need to have a bit of versatility definitely because you, can't you have it take be what life throws at you yeah, basically yeah. I also, I think it was interesting how she said having a purpose with your gap year doesn't necessarily mean to have a purpose about this is what I want to do, but then have the purpose be figuring out what you want to do. So actually be focused on it and not just do whatever and not think about the future. Right, yeah. But have it in at least the back of your head. Yeah, taking like a really proactive approach to sorting out your life because she said, find your passion, you know. Yeah. Which is often much easier said than done. Um, Definitely. It's, it sparked up a memory that I, I had forgotten about. Yeah. And the whole topic of taking too many gap years so it becomes too difficult to go back to uni because you have too many responsibilities, mm-hmm. which is what happened to my brother because he bought a house and mm-hmm. a car and all of these different expenses. And then all of a sudden going back to being a uni student after having made money and had all these expenses can be really hard. So he's having a more difficult time than I am, even though he has savings and has a house and all these kind of things. Just almost, making it work. Yeah, almost a victim of your own success. Exactly. Yeah. Just You put down roots yeah. somewhere it's very hard to uproot those roots yeah or if you just get comfortable at a different lifestyle and then having to go back to uni where you oftentimes live yeah. financially quite sparsely yeah absolutely i think it's it's yeah. like a th- it's the thing of you substitute that kind of long-term um Comfort. you know ambition oh yeah and, and life goals with a kind of short-term material discomfort your material circumstances are perhaps better if you just stay where you are but then perhaps, you know, 10 or 20 years down the line, you you realize you've actually foregone quite a, a, yeah. a, a really, really substantial opportunity. But also not just materially, but he like was getting so bored at yeah. what he was doing at work and like really wanted to expand his yeah. horizons and Absolutely. his possibly, like, you know, jobs. So. Yeah. And then going back to uni or going to uni for the first time when yeah. you're older. Again, quite a bold Yeah. And move. he'd been out of school for... I want it like prop because he did a technical base. So proper yeah. school, he's been out of for 10 years. Yeah. Then it's really difficult. Yeah. Yeah. 
Like maybe, he, maybe. he didn't know how to use Word because sure. he hadn't used it for 10 years and wow. it's changed. Maybe that's the theme. Be bold, be brave. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think Do whatever. Absolutely. Yeah. Find your passion. And also not being like scared of just doing what you want to do in the moment. Yeah. No, yeah. absolutely. As long as you're Even not, if, you know, being completely irresponsible with your time and your money. Yeah. Even if what that thing is, is made perhaps unconventional. Yeah. Which if you're, say, if you're British, it's going on a gap year. Yeah. Or even dropping out of uni because you figured out that yeah. it wasn't for you. Yeah. It's interesting. Thank you to Vicky, our producer, because she makes this all happen. And thank you to Lesa Milgor, who does our music production. Davina Storinova, who was our graphic designer. And Leah Wate for being our human resources and helping us find guests. Thank you so much. And finally, thank you to ASR Studios for letting us use their studio. Yeah. yeah. Thanks to the, the University Pod Massive. Big up. Gosh, all, all the fans. Us. All the fans. Thanks to the fans. <laughs> Bye.